And now I want to move on to something called the three rings of perceived value. These are three concentric rings. The inner ring is the basic product. The second ring is support for the product or service. And the third outer ring is enhanced service. There's a sign in a Millikan plant that reads, quality is not the absence of defects as defined by management, but the presence of value as defined by customers. Some years ago, when I was helping to develop the Achieve Group's approach to organization improvement, we focused on service quality, which was pursuing primarily the improvement of customer service. To that end, Ted Levitt's model of the total product provided an inspiration for looking at service quality from the customer's broad, outside-in perspective. Renowned as the Harvard Business School's guru of marketing, Levitt explains, there is no such thing as a commodity, only people who act and think like commodities. Everything can be differentiated. Historically, companies that have taken and stayed resolutely on the commodity path, even when they've driven their costs deeply down, have become extinct. Levitt's view of an ever-expanding product leading to clear differentiation in customers' perception provided a stimulus for our development of the three rings of perceived value model. The concentric rings show that as higher levels of customer-defined support and service are added to a high-quality product or service, the customer's perception of value increases. In high-service quality organizations, all three rings are strong and growing. Perceived value is high. And now for those three rings. The first, the inner ring, is the basic bare product, service, or core offering. This could be a widget, financial service, government program, hotel room, or complex technical system. Internally, it could also be an answered telephone, information for the manager in plant number three, training and development, or technical support. The size of this ring depends on the level of quality the customer believes he or she is getting. The customer appeal of that product or service depends on the extent to which it meets minimum requirements. If an organization, department, or individual contributor's basic product doesn't meet basic standards or specifications, then the rest of the rings don't matter. Today, the minimum standard considered acceptable in product manufacturing is much higher than it was just a few years ago. Similarly, the standards of basic service requirements, such as ease of access, flexibility, and suitability of the service for the need, are also rising. Just to get into the game today, you must have a good, functional, basic product. There is simply no market for products and services that don't work. However, in a world with an unprecedented supply of good products and services, minimum standards of acceptable quality are increasing exponentially. Just keeping your product or service up to swift changing minimum standards of more demanding customers is an increasingly tough job. One of the biggest challenges to expanding the inner ring is getting the technical experts who design and build the basic product or service to look beyond and understand what problem the customer is trying to solve or what need the customer is trying to fill. The customer's glasses need to be used to determine what kind of product or service feature to offer. 
and then the customer's yardstick must be used to measure the product or service's quality level. This calls for a much closer relationship with customers to get behind the product or service itself and see where the customer is coming from. Along these lines, a growing number of organizations are moving out of the traditional product or service push approach that involves selling things and moving to customer pull that involves finding solutions. That involves a very high degree of customer listening. The second ring is the support ring. Increasingly today, customers are looking beyond the core product or service to how well it is supported. The support ring includes a huge array of services and factors. It includes anything an organization does to make the basic product more reliable, accessible, usable, enjoyable, convenient, dependable, accurate, or useful. Software company WordPerfect Corporation provides a good example of the growing importance of the second ring. At WordPerfect, 750 operators, that's almost a third of the company's total staff, take more than 16,000 calls a day to help users of the company's software programs. As you look at your organization's basic products and services in the inner ring and then assess what makes up your organization's support ring, you will probably have trouble deciding what the minimum requirements are and what second-ring expectations would lead to satisfied customers. If you took that discussion to your management team, conflicting opinions would further confuse things. One way of clarifying what belongs where would be to ask those employees on the serving lines who hear what customers are asking for and commenting on. Their opinions and weighting of customer expectations have been shown to be more valid than those of management. But the obvious people to ask are your customers. And there's the power and the simplicity of the three rings model. Ask your customers what their minimum standards are and have them rate you on how you've been doing. Then do the same to find out what support they expect and how you've been doing at satisfying those expectations. Get each employee team to do the same for the external or internal customers they serve and to communicate the results to everyone. Do that, and you have just taken a giant step toward developing a consistent definition of service quality in your organization. You will be building a base, but it's just the beginning. Well, the first ring was the product, the second ring was support, and now the third ring is enhanced service. Tom Peters once said, we can no longer afford to merely satisfy the customer. To win today, you have to delight and astound your customers with products and services that far exceed their expectations. The first two rings deal with things, technology, products, services, systems, processes, structures, and so on. Broadly speaking, we could say this is the high-tech component of service quality. The third ring deals with people. In futurist John Nesbitt's words, the high-touch side of service quality. To push our customers' sense of perceived value well beyond price objections or any competition, we need a healthy balance of service quality high-tech and high-touch. The third ring moves beyond customer satisfaction to customer delight. It exceeds expectations. 
Quality guru W. Edwards Deming wrote, It will not suffice to have customers that are merely satisfied. Profit in business comes from repeat customers, customers that boast about your product and service and that bring friends with them. The third ring is where your large investments in basic products, that is the first ring, and supporting services, in other words the second ring, can multiply your payoff. Third ring enhancements are usually small investments with huge payoffs. The third ring is where the human touch is added. It is those intangible signs of personal care and commitment that say, we're pleased to serve you. We want to do whatever we can to make your relationship with us as delightful as possible. At its best, the third ring is a series of tiny gestures and insignificant signals that make dealing with an organization a rare delight. It is a sense of warmth and attention that makes for true user-friendliness. The American Society for Quality Control warns, unless a customer is completely satisfied to the point of being positively delighted and willing to brag about the product or service received, there exists great potential for market damage and future trouble for the company. They go on to report the following study showing reasons companies lose customers. 1% die. 3% moved away. 5% influenced by friends. 9% lured away by the competition. 14% dissatisfied with the product. And 68% were turned away by an attitude of indifference on the part of a company employee. Third ring high-touch service is a key to retaining customers and increasing perceived value. How likely or typical is this scenario in your organization? A customer calls with a question, and the harried receptionist, generally overworked, undertrained, and underpaid, tries to get Joe. His phone rings and rings and rings, but no one answers. The call comes back to the switchboard, and the receptionist now tries Sue. Sue reluctantly listens to the customer and passes the call to Brenda because this is her area of expertise. Brenda's in a meeting. The customer leaves a message. When Brenda finally does call back, she tells the customer that the organization can't do anything to help him. Sound familiar? Looking from the inside out, everyone did his or her job. Looking from the outside in, the customer was greeted with a confusing mishmash of departments and busy people. Sometimes the customer is the only one who sees the big picture. And those are our three rings, the product, support, and enhanced service rings. Together, they set us on an endless journey of continuous improvement. The three rings are dynamic. Expectations gravitate inwardly quite rapidly. What was once an unexpected delight soon becomes a second-ring expectation. What was once a support to the basic product or service soon becomes a minimum requirement. And those inner-ring minimum standards and requirements keep rising. John Sharp of Four Seasons explains, Standards are moving targets, he says. Quality never stands still. The new high-tech service offered to business travelers today will be taken for granted tomorrow. Standards often trap organizations because they're too low. A major lesson emerging from the service quality revolution is that the only standard is zero defects. Any measure, acceptable quality level, or error rate less than 
is planning for mistakes. The flip side of setting standards of perfection is that they can be so high they are uneconomical to reach. And not having unlimited resources, companies shooting for 100% on one standard will divert resources from improving in other areas. We can't do it all at once. This further underscores the need for understanding and continually tracking changing customer requirements and support expectations so well that resources can be leveraged to gain maximum customer perceived value. And that requires careful preparation and planning. You do not have enough time or resources to wander down every side street and side road you come to. You need to map out and stick to the route that will take you ever closer to your destination.